hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to The Fool and the Page, a podcast for writers, the tarot curious, and for anybody who's making stories to make sense of things. Hosted by me, Claire Campbell, your fellow seeker and storyteller. As always, I, I hope this podcast offers you some guidance in your creative life and if you hear something inspiring about the personas or archetypes represented in um, these cards, this card, we have we have one card for this episode, um, and that helps you in any other way, gives you an anchor for your day, your week, forever, then I think that's wonderful. And with today's theme and listener request, you, you might just get that. <laughs> I hope so. Just a quick Wild Moon update. There are a few spots left at our winter retreat on January 15th. This is a gorgeous, nourishing retreat rooted in tarot and creativity. And it's a gathering I have the privilege of hosting with my collaborator, Cecily Saylor, founder of Typewriter Tarot. You can find out more by following me at Bluestone Writers or Cecily at Typewriter Tarot. And be sure to check out our COVID safety guidelines for this retreat. I also want to say a quick class update. This episode is a listener request from my friend, author Rebecca Manley. Becca and I will be hosting a free word search session in February, just like we did last year. The date, exact date, is TBD. But we're going to be taking inspiration from the themes in this podcast for that session. So if that intrigues you, and you're interested in 90 minutes of guided writing and good conversation and supportive community, be sure to, again, follow me, Bluestone Writers, or Rebecca Manley. That's R-E-B-E-K-A-H-A-M-A-N-L-E-Y for updates. More information is coming soon. Okay, let's get into that episode. Again, this is a listener request from Rebecca Manley, my friend and author who has explored the concept of heartbreak via her blog, Brave Tutu. You will find a specific post linked in the show notes. Um, check that out. Becca requested Queen of Cups for the topic of heartbreak specifically, and something Something about this card that interests me and Becca both is the cup the queen holds in the card, this, this chalice in the queen's hands. And that's really what I'm going to focus on because it's a queen of cups is wide and vast, just like the energy. And there's so much we could talk about. But I really love this potential intersection here between heartbreak and making in the writer or artist's life and what that might mean for process and taking care of yourself in that process. So I'm excited to share my own thoughts as well as Becca's, mostly pulled from an exchange of audio texts. <laughs> so welcome, welcome writers, welcome artists, and welcome Queen of Cups. As always, take a moment to pull this card from your deck or to search for this card and have an image handy. I'm looking at the Modern Witch Tarot deck for this, and I've picked this interpretation because there's something 
particularly loving in the queen's gaze, I think. I'm I'm sure you can find the same in many interpretations, but I I love this one. I love the sea green hair. (laughs) Love the hair. And there's something really simple in the chalice that the queen holds. It's as if it's been fired to a really smooth finish, like made from some kind of magical alchemical process. Now, I, I like I like both incredibly ornate versions of the chalice in Queen of Cups, along with really simple ones. Like, I love the versions where it seems like this queen may have dived so deep that they've collected bits and pieces from the bottom of the sea, from the ocean floor, and brought them back up and fashioned something brand new. Like, in the next world tarot deck, there is an actual treasure, treasure chest um, at the feet of Queen of Cups. Often you'll see the queen's throne is made out of a giant shell. And the queen in the modern witch deck looks like they might have an all- island all to themselves. And I, I, I think that, that may be common in interpretations, which brings me to something I feel is really important about Queen of Cups and the queens in general. They're fine on their own. They're comfy on their own. And it's not because they it's not because they don't like people. It's because the thing about the queens is they're just cool where they are. <laughs> and by the way, I'm I'm talking about a queen here and I'm going to be talking about all the queens at the Wild Moon retreat. That's that's my that's my topic for my talk. Um the queens know that there's a season for everything. They know that everything is temporary and they settle into the season at hand and they make the most of it. And I like to say that this means that, like, if they're at the party, they're at the party. They're alive and kicking at the party, and they're cool with it. If they're at home, they're at home. They're good with both. And Queen of Cups is good with deep introspection, with slowing down, and with nurturing and tending and taking care of their heart, of their cup, on this island— until they're ready to travel elsewhere. So I love the idea that this queen has actually fashioned this cup, made it, crafted this beautiful chalice. And this is something I think perhaps a lot of folks say, but I I happen to read in Rachel Pollack's 78 Degrees of Wisdom, um, this idea that Arthur Waite, in conceptualizing these archetypes for Pamela Coleman Smith to ultimately interpret and illustrate, had this notion that this queen created this cup herself, themselves. And I dig it. I love that idea. Like, didn't just buy it at the store, made it, (laughs) crafted it, fashioned it. And it, it makes me think how we weave our life into and out of our art and our art weaves in and out of our lives. And when we think about the Queen of Cups and heartbreak and this concept of creating our own chalice, it's important to keep a couple things in mind. Number one, first of all, (laughs) this idea that you have to suffer in order to make art is bullshit. It's a lie. (laughs) And number two, healing is not linear. Now, I say the former bit about not having to suffer in order to make art. I say this 
knowing full well that in times of suffering, I've written some good stuff. But that's not always the case. Of course. Of course. I do think eventually with, with time, with support, we can fashion a cup that includes our heartbreak that is woven in because it has brought us wisdom. And that wisdom, that peak at another world, like opening up a window in the universe that only we can see through, that illuminates new avenues of character or creation or storytelling. Now, as to the latter, healing is not linear. Even physical healing is not linear. <laughs> so why do we accept why do we expect emotional healing to be linear, right? That question like, um, shouldn't you be over it by now? Like this is a lie. <laughs> linear healing is a lie. Now, granted, when I was recovering from surgery in October, I mean, okay, still recovering, let's be honest. Um but in October, November, December, I could watch my incision scar from, from surgery evolve from something that looked a little gruesome into this faint, thin scar, sort of like blending in with the other lines on my neck. Okay, that seems linear enough. But did I, did I feel progressively better as my body healed? Hell no. <laughs> Healing is up and down. One day you have a lot of hope and your body feels spacious and fluid. And the next day you feel like you're back at square one. You feel despair. This is normal. No matter how much better your body might feel or be supposed to feel, no matter how much your scar might improve, or the pain might lessen. You might not be healed emotionally. You might not be quite there yet. You might still be on the journey. Heartbreak is no different. It's not like, well, you know, I'll do an eat, pray, love, and then I'll be good. <laughs> or I'll do a wild, and then I'll be good. And by the way, I mean, neither of those authors would suggest that this was true. I'm just, I'm just saying that a really cool trip might go a long way to helping you down the road to healing or along the road of healing. But it might also feel really bad when you get home. And that's normal. So to this point, I'd like to quote Jeff Foster, um, who's a spiritual teacher and meditation expert. But to be perfectly transparent, I'm quoting him via the Calm app, which... I feel like is really appropriate here because this is much beloved by both Becca and myself for meditation. So here's what Jeff Foster has to say about healing. True healing is not the fixing of the broken, but the rediscovery of the unbroken. So as we heal, we come home slowly but surely to the knowing that we were never broken, that we were always whole. But you know what? That is not always possible to accept. Sometimes it's not even possible to fathom, particularly in times of great loss, in times of physical pain, and in times of emotional pain, i.e. heartbreak. This is where Queen of Cups comes in 
to provide us with a beautiful anchor to move through heartbreak and to consider what it is we wish to make, not only out of sorrow, but out of everything that makes up this deep, deep dive of a life that we have. So first of all, I love how I'm going to quote Becca in this episode, and I just feel like I'm quoting quoting Queen of Cups. (laughs) And for those of you who know Becca's work as an author or know her personally, I think you would agree that she very much embodies this card in many ways, in part because of her bravery to go deep and embrace this like double water energy of this card. And also because she is fashioning her cup, her story, her art out of deeply felt personal experience. I mean, she's actually working on building a company related to the theme of heartbreak. So, I mean, yeah. So I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote Becca. Becca says that creating this chalice, making this cup is about building it for yourself, not anybody else. I think this is what Queen of Cups would have to say absolutely by way of advice. I think Queen of Cups would say to build it gently, to create gently. And guess what? Becca said the same thing. She says, sometimes you don't feel like building your cup at all. Some days you feel like throwing it at the door and watching it crumble. But building your own cup can make you strong. Becca says that by the time you're ready to fashion it as a whole, maybe a few drops of tears will go into that cup. Maybe it'll just be a memory. But it's okay to start envisioning it. And actually, to quote Becca, she says, it's okay to start to build that blueprint. Even if you're not quite out of the anger stage, <laughs> and even if you're not ready to build out of love. And this is, so, this is just so key for Queen of Cups. That chalice is ultimately fashioned out of love. The Queen of Cups creates out of love. So perhaps you're envisioning it, perhaps you're creating that blueprint in your mind, but you're not actually fashioning it just yet because you're not quite ready, and that's okay. And what I dig about Becca's take on this blueprint is that Queen of Cups at any point in time might have a shell in one hand or a beautiful stone in the other, treasures that they've collected from the deep, but they don't necessarily go together just yet. It's like The scar may look different, it may even look beautiful, but it does not mean that the whole body has caught up just yet. And that's normal. There may be pieces to the whole. And lastly, Becca, and I think Queen of Cups would say, (laughs) it's so much about protecting your cup. So consider this queen's journey of self-nurturing, of taking care of the self first to take care of others. And consider what Becca has to say in her Brave Tutu post entitled Fly, linked in the show notes, (laughs) in which she unpacks the turmoil of watching someone struggle, even if there's an obvious way out. This realization, she says, reminds me how my fervent wish for the health and freedom of others can sometimes stop me from exploring wide open possibilities. I've opened hundreds of doors, waited, made battle plans, cheered, begged, and waited some more. 
In this holding pattern, I can stop attending to my own needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Consider that queen's throne, the one that's curved like a shell. Consider that island. How can you fill your island of healing with what you need? It might involve other people. It might not. You might invite them into the mix. You may be bringing in supporters, guides, friends, family. This island might also be a deserted one. Or it might be deserted one day. Or two days or whatever. Because that's what you need. Even if, even if everybody's like, come to the party. This will make you better. The queen knows what feels good and is okay with saying no. And potentially saying yes. As long as it means moving gently and slowly and considerately and out of love. Love for the self and love for those around. So think, how can you collect one piece every day, even if it's just like a rough bit of stone? Something that looks at first glance to be like a little flotsam and jetsam but like you hold it up to the light and there's a shimmer. How can you collect all these things and be okay with their current state, with their separateness, knowing that the process of healing is going to fashion them into something new, into a story, into a cup, into a throne. take a deep breath. <laughs> Thank you for listening, but also take a deep breath. Take a deep, take a deep breath in. Exhale whenever you're ready. I'd love it if you stick around for 25 minutes of guided writing. If you're walking about, if you're in the car, you can just listen and reflect. If you're writing, I invite you to clear a space, have the notebook and pen or the fresh document on your laptop and in front of you and nothing else. You can write from your own point of view. You can also use this time to write from a character's point of view. It's whatever you need. Here's the first prompt. What does your desert island look like? Some of you saw this coming. <laughs> what does that desert island look like? What vistas can you enjoy in this place? What, what creature comforts are at hand? What is the ecosystem like? What are the human elements and, and what are the natural elements? So-called people and natural elements, I know it's like a dichotomy that is not so simple, but <laughs> I want you to describe everything. I want you to describe the parts that were there organically and the parts that maybe you've brought along with you in your boat. And I just want you to write for seven minutes. So pause here and write for seven minutes. What does that island look like? Go for it. Prompt number two, are you ready? What is the chalice you want to craft for yourself? What is it made of? What does it look like? What does it feel like to hold it in your hands? You can also consider these questions on behalf of a character, right? What is the chalice they're making through the course of your story that you're fashioning for them? 
Write for eight minutes here. What is the chalice that you want to craft for yourself or they want to make for themselves? Take eight minutes. Pause now. Third prompt. Are you ready? What pieces do you already have in your palm that are going into this cup? If you cup your hands together, what's already waiting there? What are the pieces of the blueprint that are just waiting for the rest to arrive? I want you to write for seven minutes, describing what you have in your hands or waiting in the wings and what it means to you or what it means to your character. What pieces do you already have in your palm that are going into this cup? Pause and write for seven minutes, starting now. Final prompt, quite simply, what did you forget? (laughs) For these final three minutes, I just want you to take stock. What pieces, what shells, what beautiful stones, what treasures do you already have in hand that maybe you've overlooked? Maybe they're nearby, they're not quite in your hands just yet. Just take three minutes, jot them down. Anything you forgot, go for it. take a deep breath to close out. Deep breath in. Exhale on your own time. Thank you for being here. Thank yourself for taking this time to write, to create, to reflect. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share with your friends, swap with a friend, get the gift of another podcast or a designated writing activity. Um, Like I said, keep up with um, both me and Becca um, for updates on this February class we're going to be co-hosting together. It's going to be a free word search session. And stay in touch about the Wild Moon Retreat, especially if you're intrigued by Thoughts on the Queen. There will be so much more about this queen and all the others at the Wild Moon Retreat on January 15th. So for episode updates, as always, follow at Fool in the Page. And for programming, mentoring, and tarot reads, follow Bluestone Writers. Until next time, please take care, and I look forward to writing with you again very soon.